video games, we see a lot of like side systems, mini games like fishing and oh, collecting yeah. and things like that. And then a big mini game inside games is base building. Building your own clubhouse, building your own fortified what? What Jackson? What are you shaking your Nothing. head about? <laughs> Nothing. Well, it's just, it's just the game you're playing is informing. <laughs> it is, is the game okay. I'm playing. That's yeah, no, okay. 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 Well, no, there are examples about what let, let me explain. Let me explain. Let me explain. Let me explain. Chance comes in with, okay, I got an idea, but I'm not gonna tell you. <laughs> we start up. recording and he's like so i've been playing this game i don't know it's just funny i didn't I wasn't gonna say anything okay. hey, we're out. gonna talk about yeah. sonic again and i yeah. like not doing that yeah this is a good topic yeah i stay in chance no but i mean not not just survival games because we did talk a lot about survival games last week and we are still Four out of five of us are playing B Rising mm -hmm. together. I but abstain. I'm just saying there are there are other games similar to like Stardew Valley, um, even uh, I think of Pokemon. That's what I was going to bring up. Yeah, uh, Ruby and Sapphire, where you could have your own clubhouse to decorate, and it was like a secret. I think it was a secret base. Yeah, yeah. 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 you can use like secret power invite people, or whatever. Invite people yeah. Yeah. yeah, secret power. Uh, but yeah. I'm curious. One, do you guys like that? kind of like sub system within the game uh and two like what aspects of it are you more of a decorator because some people play like stardew valley and they do it like a well-oiled machine <laughs> it's like factorio where they have like building rows and rows exactly yeah. it's like a factory and then there are people that like solely are like decorating and making their like farm and even the inside yeah. of their house like all like cutesy and everything so it's like what kind one do you guys like it too what kind of base builder are you i liked it more when i was younger um that i do now um i not to say that i don't always like it i'm a little bit more sometimes i will and sometimes i won't and it's just kind of i don't really know if there's a pattern or not uh but i know like we talking about pokemon specifically um in in emerald i put emerald and also like diamond and pearl you could do it with the underground stuff you could have a little base um mm. and i loved it i absolutely loved kidding out my own little base and getting all this cool stuff and making it look fun and um it's not all the time i'll see uh lisa loves it in stardew valley uh so i'm very much a, i want a huge farm that's a massive machine and i want to watch my money number go up and up and up uh, totally. and uh i love Capitals. having a really awesome functioning farm um and then you look at like lisa's stardew valley and lisa's got like some modest plan you know she's like planning a few things every season to get like all of this stuff but that's like a um uh it's like relatively like small and then but her house is immaculate and is thoroughly planned and all of that stuff welcome to the plantation um, Cause I look at that and I'm like, man, why'd you spend so much time on your house? And she looks at me, he's like, why the heck did you spend so much time pressing A on little farm plots over and over again? <laughs> Dude, tell me how to play this game, Lisa. Yeah. But then Perfect sometimes segue. like in like V Rising, I think the base oh, building mind. part of it rules. I think it's like, they, they, do a, cool. they do a good job of, <laughs> of the stuff that you need to do to make it better also makes it look cooler. Like yeah. you have to have different right, types of right. flooring and like this room does this and these things go together. And then, so you're just kind of like following the steps that you need to do. And then you look back and you're like, oh my gosh, 
this castle looks awesome. I love that. I think yeah. that's fun. I think they did. I think they did a good job with that. I would say it's less of a mini game in theorizing, and it's more like an important mechanic. But the the actual game, yeah. I yeah, think that base building um, is the game. It's a good. The thing the that game. makes V-Rising so so fun to me is like you have to achieve things to get those flooring right. It's not like you just like arbitrarily go do a set amount of fetch quests or get a thousand gems, right? You have to kill a boss to get like a specific kind of flooring, and then like you have to do gather some materials to build it, but. Um, I think that's what I like the most about games like that is like when the things that you're building feel like achievements and less like just aesthetic. Um, Cause I don't, I feel like, you know, especially like when I play Minecraft, like sometimes I'll I was like play Minecraft, say Minecraft. And, and build a, yeah. build yeah. a big house, but like I would much rather like speed run the game, kill the ender boss and um, you know, go get some Elytra and fly around and then like build a kind of cool base with all the cool stuff I found, right? Um, like a, a lot of like monuments and memorials of like the game that I had played up to that point. But like in games like Stardew Valley, I'd much rather like dungeon crawl um, than farm the mine or, or, um, or decorate my house. So I don't know. I think that's the part of games that I like. It's when like those cosmetics and those aesthetics um, come from like achievements you've made and like strives that you've made in the game. I think that's that's uh, is when it gets really cool for me. Yeah, I do love I I. Very similar to like Silas, but I also like, I mean, I get, I get weird with games like Stardew Valley. I, I do kind of slump into this, like, um, I guess there's two things I want to talk about. I slump into this, like, I want to make like a winery, you know, or like some <laughs> alcohol producing. My whole plot is going to be freaking grapes and hops. I'm going to be making IPAs and I'm going to be making freaking <laughs> wine, you know, yeah. like, like that's just what you I get a little do. more like role playing with it. I mean, yeah. it like feeds me during the off season. So I'm like mm -hmm. making wine. So I'll sit and I have like two sheds that are just full of, you know, the aging barrels and stuff. Yeah. And I just pack them every day or every couple of days or whatever it is. Um, and that's a blast. I really enjoy that. I like that feel. And then you can kind of decorate it to be this like kind of pretty estate almost. Um, and I find myself being like, oh, everybody else in town is living out of their houses. You should come over to the estate blue hair girl that i love every game or whatever what's her name i forgot her name <laughs> <laughs> um, oh she works at the bar zach always oh, goes man. for the edgy girl she's great oh, oh, i love yeah. her yeah i think what? it is emily emily yes. Yes. my she's wife the, emily of course yeah. i could how could i forget her name <laughs> big buff that's so funny um <laughs> but uh on, on the flip side, there's also, I feel like something to be said about like RTSs is similar. Like when I'm playing like an Age of Empires and I'm just like crafting where my empire is gonna be, it feels so good to like build things out really strong. And I mean like walls are kind of bleh, late game for like the, just how that game is played. But like, I love walling off like my own little kingdom, you know? Um, the Lord of the Rings RTS, like Battle for Middle Earth, I think is what it's called, is also very good at that. You feel like you're kind of getting strength as you build everything. And I really like the feel of shooting. Like, it's like, okay, I know where my enemies are, and I'm going to launch this army over here and this army over here, and I'm going to sit back and watch everybody die. Um, <laughs> so that's fun. But I think that that is a kind of a different category than just, like, the meticulousness of a base. And I think mm -hmm. I agree with Ronnie where I feel like there is something I am left wanting with Minecraft because I feel like a lot of, it's like, oh, this is the kitchen. It's like, okay, it's just upside down like stairs that you put here to make it look like something else, you know? And I get it, I get that it looks like that, but I love games where you can actually have like an alchemy lab or 
like useful things when you're upgrading a base because it makes it feel much more important than just aesthetic, right? Which because you can make me, a cool don't house. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong, Zach. Like people who like play Minecraft as like their job and like stream do some really crazy stuff with their builds that are super awesome. But I'm not gonna like spend 40 hours in a week building a base. Like so, like for me, yes. like it'll never get to that level. But like, I think that you can do some really impressive stuff in Minecraft, but I'm like, you know, I, oh, yeah. for my There's purposes, like a, I'd rather just explore, right? Right. I love the people who do the like replicas of stuff in Minecraft. There's like, you can go walk around uh, like a full scale or almost full scale Middle Earth in Minecraft. In oh there. yeah, it's people like largely filled in at people this point, wild. I think, um, which is awesome. And I, lo I love it when people like go really hard because it's the kind of thing that I always want to do. And then I'll get, you know, like two hours into it. And I'm like, nah, this is too much. And then I quit. <laughs> and then so like getting to see someone else do it uh, is just like the it's the payoff I wanted. Which is why I'm really glad that we're playing V Rising with Chance, who loves building bases and decorating I bases, I feel like. Um, so I'm so know. happy to That's hand just that off I've to Chance. <laughs> Chance, do you like building bases? I do. I, I... If it had, if I had it my way, I and I, I like the balance of V Rising because there is like, the bosses are very fun. Whereas like there's not really, no. And Rust, Rust is the other like survival game that I really got into, and I would say the two things I like about survival games is like the PVE like hard content. So like going to like a big monument where there's very like there's a very difficult like challenge against NPCs. Or just setting in base and organizing boxes for like maximum efficiency. <laughs> and that is, those are really the two areas that I, that I like feel like I thrive in, in a game like yeah. that. So, um, but yeah, I, obviously you got to get the fundamentals down in my opinion. Like you got to like make it super efficient and like where all your like crafting tables go and all your storage. But then like after you get all that settled, then I like to like decorate. I think decorating is super fun, which sadly the only people that admire it are the two or three people in your base working with you. And then the people who end up raiding and destroying yeah. like, oh, this is, nice. oh, this is a oh, great place. Cool. Cool. Set it on fire. Yeah. Wow, yeah. this is awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, Jackson, do you like baseball? I like the efficiency part of it. It gets, I get a lot of satisfaction out of like, I really like going from ground up. I noticed that with Rust too, is I like building the shape and the layout and um, the construction, like the size of my rooms where I want it to like fit and stuff. Same. And that it has like a good flow through it. Um, and then, and then I just kind of go into like a, and most games, then I go into like grind zone. And so then it's just like getting a ton of stuff. And then after I've explored and grinded so much that the world starts to become boring, then I like to make my house look immaculate or one day when I'm bored and then make it look super sick. Mm -hmm. But sometimes that day never comes. <laughs> I feel with sometimes. those heavy grind games, it's always the dream of finishing that drives you, right? Like, this is gonna be so cool when it's all done. And it's like, it's a coin toss whether it's, you're gonna get there because sometimes you'll log off at 1 a.m. and come back, it's like, oh, it's gone, sorry. Gotta start over. <laughs> and that's when I stopped that's playing those games, for me personally. <laughs> 
That's a pretty similar vibe to, obviously it is totally different, but it reminds me of finishing a D&D campaign because the whole goal is finishing yeah. and getting to level 20 right. so I can cast Wish. But then like when you get to level 20 and cast Wish, it's like, That's then the it's over, video you know? So, because yeah. then you're like, well, what else are we going to do around here? But create a plan. Uh, I, I honestly would love if Paizo, I don't, I really don't think they've put it out yet. But like a level like, oh. I don't know, like a level 20, like one chapter of just level 20 stuff, right? Like just like you never level up the whole chapter, but it's just like crazy bosses I, yes, and I like feel weird like encounters. You like can an get into the world. You can get into the world yeah. of like uh, God of War a little bit where it's like you yeah, are just, yeah. it's like God of War takes place in this own microcosm of a universe where you just, it's like, average difficulty enemies are just gods you know so yeah there's this i feel like that's like that's limitless stuff where you can just you don't go to towns you don't see it's like just this it's happening somewhere else you know the whole campaign takes place yeah. on the top of olympus or something <laughs> that'd be dumb yeah and and it it like yeah it would be so crazy if there was like you could interact with like the pantheon yeah. and stuff of like gods and it's like Obviously, like it's super uh, sandboxy because there would, because uh, obviously you can't be like, well, I killed this god or I, right, whatever, the romance this guy having like an alliance with these gods or whatever. It's like none of that. That would have to be canon for your own table, you know, tables, right. universe, and stuff, you know. But it would be crazy to just see, like, test the limits of how powerful a character could be. I don't know if Paizo, I mean, I feel like there's. I mean, I don't know. Like the drift, they just came out with the Drift Crisis AP for, or it's coming out for Starfinder. Is it an AP? I've been a little confused. Oh, is it? Is it? I thought shouldn't. it was. Is it? Let's check Let's it out. Let's look it up right now. <laughs> drift. Because it, 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 I've seen a lot of their posts about it, and it seems like it is kind of like a uh, like a rule book. It reminds me of like Marvel Civil War, like in the comics, like whenever it's like this is a big story that impacts the entire. Oh, it's a setting guide. You know, ah. details this massive galaxy-wide event, introducing a vast array of new conflicts, opportunities, and stories. So it's kind of like a throw it in, like bake it into your campaign. I would assume. Um, very, which cool. is very cool. Yeah, because. Yeah. Because I don't know if you, I mean, yeah, I would assume you could make a pretty good AP off of it if yeah. you wanted to. But yeah, throwing it into your own world sounds pretty fun too. Um, yeah, it says, in a, in a catastrophic instant, travel through the faster than life drift realm failed. Uh, oh, wait, what? Travelers Sorry. vanishing in mid-flight, communication scrambling in uh, the god Triune, uh, falling mysteriously silent. Yo, dude. <laughs> wow the, the idea you know of of um including like a rule book or something where paizo is literally saying okay you have a chance to interact with gods kill gods uh you know and this is gonna be like canon for yeah paizo i just don't know if they would ever have there's like certain things that you should be or maybe Maybe not should be, but most of the time are untouchable. You know, you want those constants throughout your world. Like, here are the gods. Well, not like, okay, now all clerics in our world of this god, 
lose their powers because it's dead now. <laughs> it feels like there's well, some stuff in to... part, like that they've set up for that kind of thing, though, right? Isn't there right. that one like God or something? I can't. It, it was relevant maybe Arden. like way back at the beginning of the campaign, or maybe Chance was just telling us about it because he thought it was cool. Um, but wasn't there like a God who disappeared or something? Yeah, Arden died, or he disappeared. They think he. They think he's dead because he disappeared and all of his clerics lost their powers. Right. And so. Th that's gotta be and a that, setup and for that was, Oh, no, no, that's, I, okay, yeah. So there, he like left, like he went away uh, at one point and said he was going to come back. And there was like this prophecy that he was going to come back on this day or whatever. And that day came and then he yeah. never reappeared and then all the clerics lost it. And so that, and so because of that, there is no more prophecy and the reason like the time period that everything is taking place now is called the age of lost omens because like everyone's like well prophecies worked and now they don't so i guess anything goes now like it's just, everyone's like throwing their hands up like oh well we can't count on anything now so yeah that's got to be leading up to something big like what we're talking about i feel yeah. like right that's what that feels like to yeah. me. give me a god ap please I hope so. I also would love to do something that's like canon about the gap, like right. the whole, like where where did Galarian go? I would love. Yeah, for, I would love to have some <laughs> I, answers. I feel like that's but. like a, they have an idea like in a scroll somewhere in the Paizo headquarters. It's like in case of no more ideas, break glass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're just gonna like use like okay, we gotta make this now, because that's a yeah. that's a gold mine. I feel like that would be amazing to explore. It's like some dark continent Hunter Hunter type beat. Mm -hmm. For those of you who have seen Hunter Hunter. Right, Zach? Uh, yeah, yeah, I love anime. Hunter, you said Hunter twice? Is that on purpose? Yes. Oh, you probably know it by <laughs> Hunter x Hunter. Hun oh, yeah, oh, yeah, Hunter x Hunter, my bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you guys see that drawing of Goku and Popeye <laughs> on oh, what? social media yesterday? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> we don't talk about Wait. this. I just thought it was great. <laughs> What in the world? Bro, what if Goku ate spinach? Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Wait, like, what is Popeye's power scaling with spinach? Because he kind of oh goes my from gosh, like a, I found the picture. Kind of goes from a, a frail old man to like being able to like punch like a cruise ship, right? Like, and make it <laughs> yeah, change directions. Just drop a World War II ship. Look at this. Look at this piece of shit right here. It's loading, it's processing. Hold on. I, I think you could oh, make the argument that Popeye on spinach has a similar scaling to uh, Goku Ultra Instinct. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Look at these boys right here. <laughs> Popeye's wearing Why is like, Popeye Goku's just... like orange pants. Oh yeah, my that's just, gosh. Krillin finally grew up. That's what that is. <laughs> Krillin <laughs> is jogger and he's just been lifting. Like he's like a mover now professionally. I... That's wonderful. Okay, but can we so can good. we admire um biceps are out but just forearms, forearms. are in forearms baby. are in oh yeah being i need some, is, is some... In, man what being yoked in general is in jim bot is back like skinny skinny male was like op for like a lot of like the 2010s but now it's just beef boss yeah. beef boss give me beef boss take give me beef boss for 500 please <laughs> uh, Mario time! <laughs> Mario time! Oh my god! That was a fun one, dude. Oh man, that was awful. <laughs> what are some of the? I mean, I, I, okay, I love this this discussion. Now that we're here, like I love Jacked Boys, but I also like like what about think about like Mister Incredible, dude? You know, 
Think about Mr. Incredible. Like he, yeah. when he, when, like old Mr. Incredible, when he like gets back into shape, it's like dad bod, but he's still like, he's got it. The gut's just oh, gone, you know? Dude, dude, yeah. Shoulders. I mean, like, yeah, I mean like big beefy like dad is like, is it. Like it's in right now. Like, oh yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, it, it is what it is. I mean like in, like, I mean, um, I don't know. For like, it's always been a stereotype of like gay communities, like the gay, like bear bod build, where it's just like a guy who's just huge, yeah, yeah. very muscular, very hairy. Is like definitely a type, right? And like finally, finally, everybody else is figuring out that that's really hot and like it's back, right? It's like the big guy, the big hairy guy who's super muscular, a little bit of a gut. It's a big, it's like a thing. It's like, it's nice. It's a thing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Imagine like taking that physique like someone with that physique like back a thousand years you know what i'm saying like when oh. people only ate like bread all day like imagine like bringing that they would think they're literally like a like a guy yeah. you know <laughs> like, like, like take, take your standard bodybuilder yeah. and bring them back and they just fall on their knees they don't even try to find them <laughs> i mean because also like be like six five like the average height of a person yeah. day was like five six or like five 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 yeah. four <laughs> yeah, this whole I do six feel three like bodybuilder. I'm really interested. I wish I wish we. I don't know if there's like a way. Do we have historical records of like physiques? I doubt it. I doubt people were tracking that. Or do we? Do I we mean, have something we, where got, it's like we've got paintings? Like we know what like the ideal build looks like for a lot of right. people. Lots um, of sculptures. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like a lot of those, you have, to, you have to take it with a grain of salt, right? Because like a, a lot because of times, like being pristine. plump and, and unmuscular and pale was a sign of, you know, like r- like being rich because you're not out in the field. You don't have to lift a finger, so like you are not muscular, and also you're very like you're very thick because you can eat as much as you want, right? And you're pale because you're not in the sun. Yes. So like that is like was like the ideal body type or whatever. But like you know, the common person definitely did not look like that. Yeah. <laughs> There, when I was in Africa uh, seven years ago, eight years ago, however long it was, we had some of the kids at our camp that we were putting on uh, make some skits, and they were trying to portray a wealthy person, and they put a pillow under his shirt. So that's still like a thing, you know, that's not, that's, that's still around. So I was like, they were doing it. And I was like, what is, I had to talk to the guy I was, I was like, well, I don't know. I don't understand what's going on here. Like he's saying he's rich, you know? Where was, was like, this? Oh, was this was you went to you went to so Kenya Uganda. or Uganda? Okay, you went to Uganda. Uganda. I remember it was somewhere in that kind of central area. Right. I okay. Before we move from from the 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 beast bod, the toxic masculinity, like alpha Giga, male bod Giga-chad. talk. Giga Chad. Look at this dude from this r- most recent season of Survivor. His name is Jonathan, and he does this challenge. And they have to like go down and grab this like metal ladder. Oh yeah, heck yeah. And I think I remember this. It was the first. I think it's the first time in Survivor history that they've had to stop a challenge because no one else could do it. And meanwhile, like this other team with this guy does it by himself. Holy cow! Oh Incredible. yeah, this is like the only clip that I've watched of Maggie, my wife, watching it. This was like the only clip yeah. that I you know like walked into. It's insane. This guy, everyone is like swimming and looking like they're dying. And he Just literally looks like he's walking hand. on the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. Like, yeah. like that's how easy this is. He's like in With the shallow end or something. Yeah. Yeah. 
and at, there are points at which he just like goes back and helps other people <laughs> like when they have to like people have to climb up the ladder he's just holding it like on his back by himself other groups are like it's like eight people trying to hold the ladder and they're all like drowning at the same time like yeah Jeez. they had to like call like it the they were like okay okay no you guys aren't getting this so go ahead and come in we'll reset and do like the last part of the challenge or whatever like it looks like a storm's coming in like those wait like it's like yeah, pretty no, it, yeah. rough water and you can tell oh, like yeah. when the camera's underneath there's like a current like it's like not yeah, yeah. this guy's just oh like, it's not like, easy yeah, no, yeah. No, no, no. i'm by no means saying that these guys are wimps i'm just saying it's crazy that, that one dude did the challenge on his own <laughs> yes, yeah. yes yeah, yes yeah, and and survivor is i've recently like it's funny this happens all the time i feel like Han hannah shows me doctor who and i get super into doctor who and then like she's like you're you like this more than i do now you know and so she showed me survivor and i'm like she's like man i love survivor we would always watch this as a family and then i'm like I love survivor. watch another season <laughs> yeah it's like now yeah. i'm like more of a survivor fan I, than she is. I, but, I think about do you guys remember that meme that was like uh it was talking about type a personalities i think was the original bit but it was like People that are like, sometimes you just gotta stop and smell the roses. And it's like somebody who's type A just comes over, like grabs all of the flowers, sniffs all the flowers, and like yes, gets, a, yes. gets an award exactly for being the best flower about. sniffer. You know, it's like, mm, I feel like I'm so that way sometimes too, where it's like, no, I, can, I love this now. No, I make dice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just overkill. But it's, it, the one of my favorite things that I, of Survivor that makes it like a cool thing is that those. In the early game, it's, it almost feels like a like a video game, right? In the early game, like you want those type of players. You want these like beast mode alpha giga chads because you know they can win you challenges. Right. And that means you don't have to send anybody home. It's the other tribes that get screwed. But then the second there's a merge, they don't win. And then it becomes a solo yeah. game. It's like we got to get these MFers yeah. out or they're going to win every immunity challenge. You know, and so it's it's very fun to see like who are the smarties, who are just the like, you know, the athletic people that go for challenges, who are the like puzzle people. So and they every season they generally get a good spread. But it's I for some reason, I, I like to root on the uh, the the himbos of the of Survivor, because I, I always like it when like a really um athletic person gets to the end game because they're like so. carrying everybody through the early game and they just get backstabbed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, dude, they they're, they're the one like building the shelter. They're the one starting the fire. They're the oh, one yeah. going and getting the fish. And it sucks to me when they do all of that, all of that early game and set everyone up for success. And then you get some guy like Harvard guy. And he's like, sorry, dude, you're it's your time to go. Like, you know, and they've they've been playing the social game super uh -huh. strong and they just get them out. So. That's why it is the Elena. My wife is like the best the best show on television, like the best reality show on television, because you just don't, it's one of those, like you can, most shows you can kind of pick out who's gonna, you know, go long or who's going home first. And this game is always, it's always, you have no freaking idea. Like mm -hmm. it's always right, a toss up right. on who's gonna win. But I do love, I love, do they call it the goat? I think, or what? what is the, no, that's the greatest of all time. But what's the what do they do where they bring somebody along they just know is like not gonna win, 
and they take them oh, all the way to the end. Oh, I don't know the, the term. But yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, yeah the there is literally like a, it's like a sandbag yeah. or something. Like, yeah. I love like, when that person fully believes that like, they're like, I have a chance. And then nobody votes for Yeah. Them. And everyone's like, you're and here like, because <laughs> so-and-so knew that if it was you and them you at the along. end, they would whoop your ass. <laughs> yeah. Like that's yeah. why you the exist votes, on this show. The uh, votes come out and it's like, well, nobody votes for that person. Like what you're listening to? Catch the extended version of this pre-pod on the Basically More podcast by supporting us at any tier on our Patreon, where you can access all previous Patreon pre-pods, early access to the Bangarang Gang, and weekly extended pre-pods. Enjoy this benefit and more over at patreon.com slash basicallygoodpodcast. 